Let's chat about how to get what you need for your home when you don't have a lot of cash or credit. You can do that at Aaron's. Rent to own appliances, furniture, and tech from top brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. But say you don't need it anymore. No problem. At Aaron's, you can return your product at any time or even upgrade it for something new. Life's always changing. With Aaron's, your stuff can change right along with it. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. Approval isn't guaranteed and some restrictions apply. See your local store for details. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades. Say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at Walgreens. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, it's Lip Service. I'm Angela Yee. I'm Gigi Maguire. I'm L'Oreal. And we have a special mm-hmm. guest, Devon Franklin. Yo. We all know him as the author of the new book, The Truth About Men, but this isn't your first book, so this is not your first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. This is number four. <laughs> number four. And we love the book that you did with your wife with Megan Good about right. waiting. Oh, the thank wait. you. Thank you. Yeah, we had a had a good time with that. Of course, none of us waited, but no. you know, it's a nice theory. <laughs> well, most people who read the book <laughs> have not waited. <laughs> but it's not a bad idea to try. You know, I have to say, like being in a new relationship, um, maybe things will go differently. Like you said, if we try something different and get to know each other, you know, um, but today we're going to be bombarding you with questions about our own personal lives. All right. Just to get your input. (laughs) I look forward to it. Let's do it. Yeah. Because, you know, we got issues. Mm -hmm. But Mm, I want to start with some things that have been happening, like in the rumors. And I want to talk about B. Smith, because I'm sure you saw this story. I did. And, And see your input. So, you know, she has Alzheimer's, a lot of things she can't remember and we know what Alzheimer's does, you know, to you. So her husband has a girlfriend yeah. and the girlfriend is living in the house with them. Yeah. And he basically didn't want to stop his life because it was a lot for him taking care of his wife. And she doesn't even really know exactly what's going on. But people feel like it's really foul that he has another woman living in the house. So for you, Devon, I want to see what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. You know, when I saw that, um, you know, it was painful because she is alive mm-hmm. and she's here. And when you take those vows, you know, it's for better or worse, you know, and I look, I mean, none of us can judge. We are in that situation. So I don't know how he feels, but th- it's something about it just didn't, didn't vibe right with me, you mm-hmm. know, and also the, the desire to come public with it right. and to do like a photo shoot and all those things. I he just was like, yeah, I mean, when you look at the, the photos and people, I mean, <clears throat> that was a photo shoot. That wasn't yeah. like, you know, a, a personal photo. Somebody went and took that picture. And I just thought it was just, again, my opinion, I thought it was in poor taste. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if she had all her faculties, clearly it's not something that would be done. Right. Um, you know, I don't know what it's like when you care for a loved one in those scenarios and 
situations. Who knows the amount of stress that would have produced this sort of thing. But with that being said, uh, it did disappoint me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when you read their book, which is a powerful book, which I think came out a couple of years ago, if I'm correct, uh, you know, they have an incredible love story. And, um, you know, it's just, it just, it just saddened me to see that. We were discussing this downstairs. Now, L'Oreal, jump in with what you were saying. Okay. So basically. <laughs> uh oh, L'Oreal about to bring it. What you got? So, I, okay. I get what you're saying about publicly. Now, that's something I agree with. I think that taking it public is weird. But as far as like, like you said, I don't know their situation, but let's just say this is the situation. She's not in her right mind. He's caring for her. He wants to be there 24 seven or maybe not 24 seven, but as much as he could be there. If there's nothing going on between them anymore, and I understand they're married, but she's no longer in her right mind. So I don't think he can have sex with her. Wouldn't that be kind of like rape? That's weird. Like to me, all of that is weird. So he has needs as a human being. Mm. And I feel like for him to have a companion or something he may want to be with, I think that that might be okay because she's not in her right mind. He's not dealing with her in that capacity anymore. But sex is a want, not a need. But, right. Right. but you're still, okay, <laughs> true. But maybe it's like even companionship. Like he can't really hold a real conversation with her that she's going to remember tomorrow or, well, I don't know like how bad it is, but if that's the case, like that has to be painful to go through and maybe he needs somebody to lean on and he doesn't want to leave her in the care of anybody else. So moving somebody else in the house is what's his option that's how i looked at it Mm -hmm. but when you take it public and bring everybody else into Mm -hmm. it that's what i have a problem Mm -hmm. with it's like if this is what's happening and the family's okay and there's no outrage then let that man do what he's doing and take care of his wife Mm -hmm. you know because he feels like he could take best care of her maybe Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. you know rather than a home attendant but they're still married married yeah yeah they're still married that 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 i my feeling is just why not do things in order, decently and in order, right, which right. is, you know, and again, I'm I, to, to judge not lest she be judged. Yeah, this is just um, hypothetical. You yeah, know, but it's like, why not divorce her, set it up so that she has care and he's taking care of her and then start the new thing versus I'm still married to her and I'm bringing my girlfriend into the situation. That just doesn't seem like respect. But as a girlfriend, I would be uneasy. I wouldn't even want to live in the next woman's house. But don't you feel right. like once he, if he gets a divorce, he kind of gives up his power for say. So like he would have the power to say she was on life support to pull the plug. If he gets a divorce, he doesn't have power for nothing. So maybe that's how he's looking at it to keep his power. Possibly. I don't yeah. know. I mean, you know, when I know all the, the ramifications are and what they kind of worked out before she got Now let's state. say that she was on the other foot. Let's say the man was mm-hmm. the one that was sick and mm-hmm. the wife was taking care of him and moved in her boyfriend wouldn't there be outrage even worse because right. they'll be like she's oh, a yeah. whore because of the so. double standards of how you know <laughs> mm-hmm. men can get away with certain things but women can't yeah i think they would definitely look at it differently if it was a woman who did that i mean i can't say for sure but i'm sure there would be some type of like damn and how could he, she and with like and with and how like well how would he feel would he be okay with that right. like would he be okay with like no. and you know that's just weird to me. Do you think yeah. people care more because she's a white woman? I think that has something to do with it also. Yeah, he moved a white woman. He moved a white I, woman. I, mean, I, I personally, I, it was just, I mean, the story in general. Crazy. It could have yeah, been any race of woman. Like, just like, like, just like, like, what? Just the fact that they're still like, married. Move her in. Move her close by. Move her into the same home. And even if he wants to be the one to be there to take care of her, get a little side apartment and handle your business there. Have her there. Like, I just think that the respect level is at below zero. Is that normalizing cheating now? 
But see, I think this is a very, it, it's not, it's, it's I don't want to say it's situation. cheating. It is such an uncommon situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may be poor judgment, but I, it doesn't, and yes, technically this is quote unquote cheating, but it's so different mm-hmm. in that it's an extreme situation. Yeah, it's like um, cheating right in front of her. Would you give, say, would you give your significant other their blessing? Like, look, if something like this would happen to me, I want you to still be happy. You should. Just because it's a possibility she could have done so. He Y'all want to hear something it. crazy? My aunt actually said to me, and she didn't even say it to my mother. There, but she said it's in it. It's not a blood aunt, and it's gonna sound crazy when I say it. <laughs> but she said that if she passes away, that she will want my mother to marry her husband. What? And take care of him. Is that Whoa. crazy? Because she says she wants to see him be happy, and she thinks that they would be a good match. That is well, that but is they're crazy. not blood. They're not blood. They're but friends. that's still crazy. But my so it's like a bestie. Back in the day, <laughs> um, she. Her best friend was dating this guy and her best friend got really sick or one of her close friends got really sick. And and the close friend said, when I die, it's okay for you to date him. You see? And, <sighs> and she passed away and, and they, they dated, dated for 30 years. You see what I'm yes. saying? And he just, he just passed away a couple years ago. It's like yeah. some wow. older thing like that. They do. <laughs> I don't know yeah. that I'd be comfortable with that. No, right. Back wow. in the day, they used to sleep with like other people in the family and Talk end up marrying someone. Like, I know, sharing his, and caring. It's <laughs> like, they happened in Javon's family, his dad. <laughs> oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me think of it too. Yeah, it oh, because yeah. um, my friend told me his dad has his aunt's name tattooed on his arm and he was he didn't never know and he seen it he was like what is that and they were like you didn't know he used to date your aunt first and then he had a baby didn't that happen in the Jackson family yeah, they got a baby by the same woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, Jermaine, like, Tito. Tito, 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 and Jermaine. <laughs> oh, interesting. One of Jackson. I didn't know that. Yeah, they <laughs> both had a baby by the same woman. Yeah. Whoa. So, yeah. so anyway, Jermaine and Tito or something. That's a new one. That's a new one. All right. And then another thing we wanted to ask you about is the Bow Wow situation. I'm sure you've seen what happened. His face was all scratched up. Now, we don't know the details of what went on, you know, in their condominium, but we do know that they both got arrested for um, battery. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she attacked him, you know, just mm-hmm. from the visible scars and stuff that we see and from his statement from his reps saying that she attacked him. She was drunk and she threw a lamp and beat him with a lamp and all of that. Jesus. And he was trying to get away from her now as a man what should you do in a situation when a woman is physically assaulting you yeah i think as a man you do your very best to diffuse the situation without violence Mm -hmm. that is that is the way i believe we should handle it um you know i don't know the particulars of what he did or didn't do but you know if a woman came at me violently i am going to do everything in my power to protect myself without inflicting violence on her Mm-hmm. That is what I, I think should happen. I've had people tell me that if you don't try to attack your man, then you've never been in love. Somebody has told me that because <laughs> I said I wouldn't put my hands on anybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they were like, well, then you've never been in love before. I've heard that no, before. You're just not crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> There's a difference. It's a big difference. You know what I mean? There's a difference. Are they? Is she still together? or? Um, <laughs> love doesn't love See, doesn't mean you probably go crazy. Love doesn't equal violence. You supposed to want to love, not fight. But there's been situations with people in this room, right? That things have gotten <clears throat> that things have gotten physical, and I'm looking at both these ladies here. So I want to hear your views now, as you get older, like as far as you guys, and you see what just happened with Bow Wow. People are making jokes about it, but it really isn't funny, you know. But talk about your own situations. I've been in situations on various levels. 
you know, there was a time when I was with somebody who was full on abusive and really tried to end my life. Mm. Um, there was, well, that happened twice in two different situations. Um, there was also a time where the anger had, you know, level, 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 leveled up until I kind of just like blew up and, mm. you know, violence came out then. And that was on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, all of this was years ago. But I feel like... Um, as adults, we should learn how to talk and communicate and express ourselves without violence. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes when you don't do that, <laughs> things happen. Um, I'm not saying that it's right for anyone to fight, you know, their, their partner. But in some situations, you just feel so disrespected or so angry that you lash out. And what can you, you do just when gotta you feel try that, to hold that back? What can you do when you feel that disrespected and angry? The best thing to do is, I think, to normally voice it. And get yourself out of the situation, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you can't voice it in a civil way, get yourself out of the situation because we all kind (laughs) of know when our buttons are being pushed to a degree degree where it's like, wait, I'm, I'm going to come back to this. But if I, if I stay in it, things are going to go real real quick, Mm -hmm. remove. And then once you calm down, figure out the best way to at least express how you're feeling before you do something that you won't be able to take back. Like destroying property. What do you think about that? Look, I always... <laughs> not in my, you property? No, I had before. Like, I was in an abusive relationship. So, yeah, I would do things that, like, just would, like, affect him because I knew I couldn't beat him because, obviously, he was always beating me up. Mm. So, um, it just kind of ended up being like, well, I'm going to do this to this. Because right. it's material, and I know that that would get to him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. But I agree with you with the um. I do that often because I know I get very, very angry, yeah. and sometimes I say things that I don't mean just to hurt the person's feelings. If I feel disrespected or hurt, so I like to um, take a step back, and even sometimes I got to tell myself because I be wanting to just like say something immediately, but I know it's going to be the wrong thing. And I know I'm going to say something nasty and I know like I'm going to yell. So what I do is I now, you know, it took me a while, even like sometimes I, you know, slip into it if I feel some kind of a way. Mm -hmm. But like in my older years, I'm kind of gathering myself like you got to relax, figure out what you're angry about, how you're going to say it in a decent way. And do it that way. Mm. But sometimes people provoke you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're trying to just relax and wait a second. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, you ain't going da 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 da. And that's when. Right. But you know, I always <laughs> feel like you can't really give people the power to be able to push your buttons Amen. like that because they're yeah. doing it on purpose. No, yeah. And I understand that too. Like, I think people want that reaction and the best reaction is no reaction. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? And that's always been. And what you talk about in your book is something that I've always done, right? Which you say you count to 10. Yes. Before you do something. And when count. I get mad, instead of. And you, y'all know me and you know that I don't react in mm-hmm. certain situations. I'll count to 10 backwards in my head because I never want to put something out there that I'm like, damn, I took it too mm-hmm. far. Now I'm wrong. Now nah, she funny because if she'll get mad, she'll start laughing. I actually took that from her and mm. it helps me. Mm. Like, but then the person will get mad because it seemed like you laughing, like you at, laughing them. at them. Right. Yeah. But it's kind of like just you're <clears throat> mad as hell. You just, <laughs> you know what's up in that. Yo, let me tell you. That's so, not a great Somebody start laughing like that around me. I'm out. Right. <laughs> that 
exactly that's right. That's what Whatever you want them next. to do, though. You, you know, know what they Because that means I'm thinking something. <laughs> really? mm-hmm. Go ahead, Gigi. Oh, no, I was going to say that there's something that I learned from your book that I'm going to try to implement. And that's it. That's to think about the consequences. Mm-hmm. Like, think about in the long run what's going to happen. Think about yeah. the domino effect that this is starting before you do it. Um, when I read that in your book, I was like, yes, yeah, I, need that. I needed that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to use that. It's like chess. I'm going to do this. Then this person's going to move here. Mm-hmm. And then I'm yep. going to move here. And then this is going to happen. And then be 10 steps I'm going to lose the game. Yeah, <laughs> because it helps. You know, we we're, we all on, on certain levels are impulse driven. And, and so when you play it all the way out, you begin to say, okay, wait, is this, if I act on this impulse, is it worth the result? Right. And when you give yourself a chance to play it out, most of the time you say, no, no, it's not. I ain't even going to do it. I ain't going to even do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to step away. I'm going to do something different. So, you know, I really wanted to put that in the book, you know, as a way to really help us manage these moments and these impulses better. Because in the moment, it seems like a good ass idea. And especially (laughs) when like you go in and then you think about it. Because this is actually happened to me this year. And I actually, no, last year because I forgot. It's a pretty new year. So I had to really stop and think about it. Like, all right, this, that, that. And this is before I read the book. So when I started reading, I seen a lot of things Mm. that I put in my own life that I didn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Like that's something I'll bring back. Like you said, now I could think further, like how do I stop myself from whatever or think of the consequences? Imagine you had this book 10 years ago. Yeah, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Where was you 10 years ago when I needed it? Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Now let's talk about like disrespect, okay? If someone Hmm. talks to you crazy, because this is something we were discussing before you walked in here, because sometimes we get into relationships and like you said, we say things that maybe we don't mean in the heat of the moment and moving forward from that, right? Can you move forward from that when somebody says something that is so crazy that you're like, I don't even know how to handle this? Mm -hmm. Well, if someone says, like in a relationship sense, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, here's what I believe. Uh, a lot of times when you hear something like that from somebody, if someone says something like that, that intentionally or sometimes unintentionally hurts you and people are smart enough to know, okay, you know, on one level, this is going to hurt one level. It's not like, so when someone's saying something, they say that that is a huge red flag that cannot be dismissed. And mm-hmm. I, and so many women that come to me, then I try and help them in their situation. There were red flags early on mm-hmm. when this type of disrespect yes. was shown. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but because there was a desire to keep the relationship, there was a desire to see him change. Mm-hmm. They stayed in something that from the beginning was at a level of disrespect that never was at the level of respect it should have been. So as a result, you, they patch up that moment, they disregard it. And then it keeps happening repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. So I think the first thing, the moment that there's disrespect, mm-hmm. it is important to say, hey, wait a minute. We are going to we're going to set the table for what is OK and what's not mm-hmm. this. How you just talked to me and what you said. I don't know how else you've talked to other people. This is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. If you can't roll with that, no problem. God bless. I'll see you later. <laughs> but moving forward, I need you to know that I can't have another moment like this mm-hmm. because what happens is expectations then are set. And once you set expectations, then you can hold somebody accountable. Right. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes if you endure that disrespect and you just say, oh, well, you know what? He was upset. It's okay. I'm going to sweep it under the rug. There, yeah. And it, it, it comes a pile. Mm-hmm. There you go. It comes a pile, right? <laughs> and you, we, we suppress it, you know? And then that suppression ends up, you know, like you said, becoming a pile. And anything we suppress, we empower. So I think it's really important when there's disrespect to, to call it out immediately. And also don't feel like you're being petty. 
Right. Anything that rubs your spirit wrong, especially in the early stages of dating somebody, you got to You got to talk know. about it. And that yeah. goes for not just relationships too. Friendships. Yeah. 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 Friendships and work. And work. Yeah. Relationships, and anything. Yeah. If you feel like yeah. somebody's disrespectful, even if they're like, oh, you being petty. No, you should bring those things up because Absolutely. Mm-hmm. if not, it is going to pile up. Yeah. And it's important to set boundaries. It's mm-hmm. really important to set boundaries, parameters. How do we engage? What are the rules of engagement? What, what does respect look like to you? What does it like to me? And all those different settings. It's so important. Because the truth is sometimes people will do things and people, you know, look in our flesh, we do a lot of stuff we may not, we shouldn't do, but sometimes people will do things just to push. Right. Like you said, right. just to see, mm-hmm. are they going to say something? Are they going to push back? How far can I go before they'll get upset? You know, what people want to know where the boundaries are in any situation. So sometimes it's like, oh, you want to know? I'm going to let you know. Here's here's the boundary right here. You know, so that way we can move forward in respect. We can move forward in love. We can move forward, you know, in camaraderie. But if I don't let you know that what just happened crossed the line for me, then what I couldn't stand here and I don't say anything. Then all of a sudden that it's line go gets a little further. Yeah. There, I mean, mm-hmm. way far. You'd be a habitual mm-hmm. line yes. pusher. Do yes. you feel, but do you feel like some guys, because I do, I think some guys look at when you stop and be like, all right, I don't like this. I don't, oh, you're nagging or you're being mm-hmm. argumentative, but you're really just trying to say like, mm-hmm. this is not okay what I'm cool with. Like, yeah. or this is mm-hmm. not what I'm used to. You know what I mean? Then how do you take that into account instead of them yeah. thinking you're being confrontational? Yeah. I, I think um, two things are important. One tone. Tone is everything. Mm-hmm. So, so how you deliver it sometimes is as important as, as the delivery itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once you have the tone, you know, right, where it's not confrontational, it's it's conversational. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that truth be told, most men don't like to be called on their stuff. Yeah. So we don't either, by the way. I'd rather not do it. So 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 even when the tone is right, you're still gonna get some pushback. Right. That pushback is not your concern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your concern is I said what I had to say. I said it in love because most of the time some a man will say that, but they take it in. Right. You know, oh, okay, got it. She didn't like that. Okay. Even though I'm saying, why are you nagging me? Da, da, da. I, I heard, I, I, right. I heard, I heard you. you. Yeah. Heard I'm that. engaging heard. with you. Heard you. Right. Heard and it's that. better to plant that seed. Right. And even if they say <laughs> nagging, plant the seed. It's okay. They'll get over it because in time they will see, oh, this is a woman that respects herself. Mm -hmm. She wants me to respect her. And those things are valued. What about withholding Mm -hmm. sex? What do you think about that? Like if you get into something, let's say, you know, you know what? Just for me to prove my extra point to you, you ain't getting none. Well, here, here's, this is, I'll I'll unpack this. (laughs) So, um, it depends on, you know, what stage we're talking about. So I was at uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little while ago, uh, talking, doing a lecture on the book and the audience was predominantly women. And so I was ta- I gave this kind of analogy relative to sex. I said, okay, so, um, for the women in the audience, um, a month in when you're dating a guy, um, would you give him the code to your phone? <laughs> we, we just talked about, about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> the women said, no, they said, oh, no, need to talk about a month in. No, <laughs> I said, okay, That's what for I said. some of you in previous situations, why may have you given that same man you wouldn't give the code to your phone? Why would you have already given your body within a month? Mm. If you don't trust him enough with your phone, why would you trust him with your body? What about your ATM right? card? It all works. That analogy works. So, so, so going back to withholding sex, 
Uh, listen, you know my point of view. I believe sex should be, we should wait until marriage. However, most are not going to do that. So my, my advice Let's say there, you're married though. But Oh, so, okay, great. So in a married situation, um, I don't think you should use sex as a weapon mm-hmm. because I think that that can only bear really bad fruit for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're upset, talk about it. Now, here's what's going to normally happen in situations because this has happened to Megan and I. You know, when it's time to have sex and there's another issue, most of the time, as men, we may not know there's an issue mm-hmm. with with what we may have said mm-hmm. or done until it's time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, babe, wait. Oh, so you're you're upset about, oh, I didn't even know that. Uh-huh. Right? right? So it's never that <laughs> sex is ever withheld as a weapon, but sometimes the desire to have sex or not to have sex is a byproduct feel like it. of uh, an offense. Right. That's when we have sex, right. we be laying there like this. Yeah, like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. No, no emotion. Why are you no, not moving? No, so, 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 <laughs> with all, <laughs> you're hilarious. Why, what's wrong, baby? <laughs> nothing. Must be wrong. You what did I say? <laughs> you almost done. Nothing. Are you almost done? That's the best. <laughs> but the, in that situation, how was that? Was that good? Was that right? <laughs> cool. Is that right? But if you said I had better, <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't do that. From you, of course. See, now you don't cross From the line. You, yeah. yeah. See? Last week, you, you, you performed better. <laughs> you was lazy tonight. Stop being a man. LeBron has off night too. Oh, <laughs> you no. can't bring up LeBron at a time like that. <laughs> All right, now um, let's talk about rebuilding trust, right? Once that trust has been broken, because this happens a lot. And I get emails all the time from people saying, okay, me and my girlfriend, I cheated on her. We broke up. I really want her back, but she's giving me a hard time and vice versa as well. What are some ways that you can start rebuilding that trust? Um, one of the, the key ways is is if you're a man and you have broken or violated the trust with a woman, um, you have to do your work in yourself that produced the violation to begin with. Because what I mean by that is a lot of times, and this is why I wrote the book, because, you know, men have lust, they have this dog. And when you start to feed it, your desire is how can I please this over anything else? And a lot of times that can lead to violations within a marriage or in a, in a relationship. And most of the time, a man who really loves a woman and he has hurt her, even if he's cheated on her, he wants to make it right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times the making it right is just getting her back, not doing the work on himself mm-hmm. that produced the desire to go outside the relationship to begin with. So if you really want to show a woman that you're serious, it's not just about wooing her back. It's about why did I do this? What's going on in me? And how do I get help for this? Mm-hmm. Who do I need to talk to? Do I need to get a counselor? Do I need to get a therapist? What do I need to do regularly? I need a consistent program. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me, I think will speak volumes to a woman who really loves a man who has been hurt by that man. Mm-hmm. Seeing that man do his own work to get this issue under control because when you're asking a woman to trust you again, there needs to, in my opinion, be something more than face value. Mm -hmm. Well, you asked me to trust you the last time in this, I still got here. Mm -hmm. So you want me just on blind faith, just to trust you again. Right. When you're not doing your work, I don't see that you're doing anything differently. The reality is if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, we all know what that is. Insanity. Mm -hmm. So on some level, a man asking a woman to, to come back after he's cheated on her and he's not going to do anything differently is insane. So it's important for that man to do his work. And then when you have offended somebody, it is so important that whatever they need to make it right, that's what you do. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and too often when someone has offended someone else, the person that has done the offense wants to set the terms by which 
they no longer have to say, I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. When I've hurt somebody, I have to own it. I have to be accountable. And I, and I got to say, okay, baby, listen, if you need me to say sorry every day, that's what I'll do. Hey, whatever you need me to do <laughs> to, to get you to a place of healing and wholeness and trust. Then as the man, if you have violated that trust, you got to commit to it and mm -hmm. do it. And even when you feel like, I wish I didn't have to. Well, guess what? You do. Mm -hmm. If you really love her. It's really, really, really important to not say, well, every time she brings it up. Well, a lot of times she's bringing it up because it never got resolved in the first place. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm not afraid. She's bringing it up because it's still, the wound is still fresh. Uh -huh. Is it better to be persistent or to leave that person alone and give them space if you're trying to get them back? You know, I, I honestly think if you're sincere about it, um, I think uh, persistence is important because even when someone's mad at you, that persistence still lets them know you care. Mm -hmm. uh, and even if a woman says, hey, I need space, you can still give them space without, you know, being overbearing or becoming a stalker. But to still say, hey, you know, I love you. I, I want to work this out. I'm, I'm here. I'm sorry. Forgive me. There's a way to do that without it, it, it veering into the territory of abuse. Mm -hmm. But I, I think persistence is better um, because, you know, you want to make sure she knows you're, you're, you're serious. Because sometimes even when she's mad at you, she still wants to know. Does he still want this? Right. Mm -hmm. Does he still want to make it work? Right. Am I important? Does he? Did he really love me, or was I mistaken? Because if he time? disappears and gives you space, you're like, oh, so he's with her now. There yeah, you go. That's it. he's with her. He's been wanted to be with her. <laughs> that's what right. you think. He was hitting me every day, yeah. saying good morning. And now he stopped. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now, what if you're not attracted to your partner anymore? Let's just say they let themselves go. You know, they look a mess and they gained a lot of weight and they're lazy. They, yeah, they're not dressing nicely. They're not doing just all kinds of things just because they're too comfortable. Mm -hmm. How do you address a situation like that and be like mindful of their feelings at the same time? Yeah, there's a great book that I reference in, in my book called uh, His Needs, Her Needs mm -hmm. um, by Dr. Willard Harley uh, Jr. And Megan and I do this every single year. And in the book, there are 10 emotional needs that he lists, which are basically all of our different needs. But he says men's and women's needs are different. So every year, Megan and I get together and we prioritize what are our you know, emotional needs so that mine are different than hers, but she knows what mine are so I can become great at meeting hers and she mm -hmm. know, and I know what hers are so, I can be, so she can become great at meeting mine. One of those emotional needs is physical attractiveness, right? So, so in this situation you're bringing up, it's important to address it head on mm. and say, this is one of my needs. I, I, I can't tell you why it is, but it is. You look and, a mess. And, and here's what happens though. And I need you to fix but, it. But here's what happens. <laughs> exactly. When our, but when our emotional needs are not met, this is one of the main things that leads us to look outside of a relationship to get it met. All of us have needs. And if, and if those you know core needs are not being met by our significant other, whether we like it or not, we're going to start looking outside. And so when it comes to, you know, physical attractiveness, yeah, you got, you got to say, Hey babe, look, um, you know, I, let's talk about this. I don't, I don't want to make you feel bad. I don't want to make you feel insecure, mm -hmm. but this is one of my needs. And, and what can we do about that? You know, I mean, Megan and I talk about it all the time, mm -hmm. you know, look, she'll tell me, Hey babe, this is what I need. So I'm like, Okay. All right. I'm not going to judge her need. It is what she needs. And I'll do my best to meet it by keeping myself in a, in a, uh, you know, a look where it's good for me, but it's also making sure that she feels like I'm valuing what she wants out of me. And obviously your needs change. So that's why yeah. you do it, do it once, once a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause there, things change. They go up and down. And sometimes I don't even know her needs have changed until I ask her. That's right. a good thing to even think about. Like Gigi, you're in a relationship. What are your needs? We ain't got all day. <laughs> <laughs> what are your needs in your relationship? Um, I can say my number one need at this very moment moment is honesty. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust. And it goes just, by honesty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just communication is, is really big right now. Mm-hmm. Like we need to really communicate with each other on all levels. Has that been working? Have you guys... I mean, it's like, these are the things that we're working on. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first step. <laughs> there it is. We're together. <laughs> now, there's a quiz in here, L'Oreal. Uh-oh. Wrong. For women, are you dealing with the dog? Okay. Because, L'Oreal, you, you're single, right? Are yeah, I'm dating? single. Okay. <laughs> so, and I would love, Divine, for you to weigh in on some of her answers here. Okay, okay. Okay, if you're single, when you go out on a date, is sex your date's main objective? My date, yeah, is it his date. main objective? Like, um, no, it shouldn't be. But it's not. If we're like on a date the- together, no, I'm not just gonna go out on a date with somebody who just wants to have sex. But he probably does want to have sex like every other guy. So yes, <laughs> Devon, yeah. jump in here, jump in here, Devon. Is that true? <laughs> so yes, I do yes. think every guy wants to have sex. <laughs> I think every guy wants to have sex too. Yeah. But, but it's the but difference between wanting objective. sex, but it's the main objective from what he wants from you in that moment. No, nah, because then he wouldn't take me on a date. He would just try to come Netflix to my house and chill. Or something. Oh really? Yeah. And so I feel like a date is more like you want to get to know somebody a little mm. bit. See, this or is why I wrote quality the book. time. Because I'm book. totally on. Or, or spend <laughs> quality time with that person. Trying to woo you. I mean, no. Listen, listen, listen. Meeting the representative. <laughs> well, that's why, you know, in, in the book, you know, as, as you all know, I mean, love is the master, right? Mm-hmm. So every man has love and lust. Love is the master. Uh, lust is the dog. So you have to master the dog. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men will lead with the master, and, but it's secretly, they're really going with the dog. The dog right. is really their decision. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, um, <laughs> one of the, uh, got a, um, I sent out a bunch of early copies. And so there was a young woman who read the, the book and she said, wow, I got a true testimony I've got to give. She said on the first, I went on this guy mm-hmm. on the first day we prayed together. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I, yeah. he showed me the master. Yeah. I already like, don't trust him. Guess what? It didn't he take long. The yeah, third, my third date, he, he was, you know, he, it was revealed that also all he wanted was sex, yeah. right? So even though he took her out and all that, it was only about, they you know, the church all all that, all that, you know what he was praying that. for. He was praying for that movie. But, but by the he third wanted. date, it was clear what he wanted. And so she said, because she read the book, it actually gave her the information she needed to navigate the situation instead of being mad, upset, disappointed. She's like, oh, got it. This is what's really going mm-hmm. on. This is what you really want. And that's not what I'm into right now. Mm-hmm. So as a result, it actually gave her the ability to deal with it in a more constructive way than how she said she normally would have dealt with right. it. Right. So in that situation, right. some men, their MO may be all that, mm-hmm. you know, the dating and the taking out and the spending money, but they still have the same objective that right. other men who may be more upfront mm-hmm. about it would have. Yeah. So you got to sometimes give it time to see, is this man really, you know, who I think, or does he really want what most men do? But who's the better guy out of those two? The one that's trying to hide it to you or the one that's putting it out in the front? Mm. Because he's Um, being honest at the end of the day, right? Well, you know what? I think that both, uh, it depends on the situation. But I think at the end of the day, you know, some men that are more manipulative, it's, it's not better or worse. I think it comes down to the person that they are trying to manipulate. Right. For them to say, hey, look, I'm not just going to take this at face value, you know, and sure, it's great that that man said, hey, here's what I, I like. I think that's a good thing. Hey, I, all I'm into is sex. Do you want to do it? Great. If you don't, I'm moving. That's cool. And that swipe left. That's cool. <laughs> but I believe that most men are not that honest. I believe so too. Mm-hmm. I believe so too. They may not even realize it themselves too. That's right. If they don't think about it, they that's just right. That's right. Operate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just becomes a mode of behavior. All right. Has someone stopped dating you because you wanted to wait for sex until marriage? I've never said that before. <laughs> I'm just 
just gonna would be you try it? <laughs> no, I would try it. I okay. actually, when I was reading the book and I like was just thinking about things and I know you and Megan did write mm-hmm. the book about waiting. And I think if anything, that's what made me think about it. The fact that you guys mm-hmm. talked about it and mm-hmm. cause I don't know anybody that's done that to be honest, like, yeah, wait, but not till marriage. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I've waited like months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll wait, like whatever, but it's not just like, Oh, uh, well when I get married then, mm-hmm. but I think cause at one point I wasn't like ready to get married. Sure. So maybe that's why that wasn't my objective. Mm-hmm. But now, mm-hmm. like, I can see that now because I'm older. Or You'd be a great wife. Yeah, I would be a great mm-hmm. wife, obviously. But, you know, <laughs> I just like you also, I feel like you have to be ready for it. You can't just be like, because some guys think because you're a woman, you just automatically want to get married. Guys do think that. Mm-hmm. They yeah. think that that's your objective mm-hmm. on the first date. Mm-hmm. They, in their head, think she's already picking out names yeah. for the babies mm-hmm. and no. thinking about marriage. And sometimes we're just trying to see if we even like you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which exactly. is a big determination. Now, Gigi, um, does the man you're with watch pornography regularly? <laughs> No. Because <laughs> he can't see it. You know what? I probably watch more porn than he does. <laughs> All right, now let's delve into pornography. <laughs> yeah, I because I didn't... Listen, after reading the book, right, he talks about watching pornography and, and how it can be detrimental. It's a bad, bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I know up here, we all have talked about the pornography. And, right. Yes. And you know what's interesting? Everybody here has said they watch pornography of things that they would never do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's not necessarily like you watch stuff that this is reflective of your life, but it's more like, mm-hmm. I would never do this, but this is crazy. But this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll never do this, but I can't stop watching. What is this? No, it's it's a dream <laughs> I don't watch like regular sex porn and I have regular sex. Yes, and I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, we like, watch stuff like, that we like wouldn't sex. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think about that? Because you said that it is detrimental, and I started thinking, like, damn, we always talk about <laughs> porn. <laughs> you know, look, this is this is the first time I've actually had a conversation w- with women watching porn. So this is this is something new. I'm learning. <laughs> women definitely watch porn. <laughs> yes, I'm learning, knows. especially with the government uh, shutdown. Every <laughs> everybody was at home. They did a study. They said the porn numbers spiked is that up. Right? Yeah, no way. That is um, crazy. I wrote it actually. You know. From from a standpoint of thinking about men mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing how destructive it is uh, on men, you know, um, and I think that, you know, every man has to really look at that because, you know, it is a world that becomes, that can be very hard when you're in that fantasy world all the time. And then you try to live in normal, you know, day-to-day life, it can be very challenging. And I talk about feeding the dog, right. you know, and that's where it feeds the dog. What and about I, us though? Like for women, you think it's different or you think it's the same thing? No, I, I actually think there's less in all of us. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that we feed that lust, the more challenges we have managing it. And sometimes we aren't always aware what could seem casual. You know, it's like, oh, it's cool. No problem. It comes out in other ways. So I would caution anyone, no matter what it is, that vice feeds the lust in us. Mm-hmm. And we always have to look at that. Damn. Um, I got to stop watching what I watch. I never, I mean, I've heard people say that they were addicted <laughs> to porn, but I never really thought about it butt. the way I did when I read about it, the way you wrote about mm-hmm. the people being addicted, like Terry Crews, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that you know, was like, dang to me because, yeah. I mean, I watch porn a lot, but I don't think that I'm addicted or I could ever It's not become, like affecting your It's not something life. that I need. Yeah, like I'm not sitting at home for hours and calling like, out of work. Like, damn, I miss lip service. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. But you know porn. that um, porn, I wrote the numbers down and I don't feel like being a nerd to go look it up. <laughs> but like porn has more viewers per second than Amazon. Oh yeah, it's Instagram, in the book. Yeah. 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 yeah, Netflix. I read it and I yeah, wrote yeah, what yeah. you, you wrote crazy? down. And I was like, this is crazy it's to crazy. me. And it's so easily accessible. Now, before you had to order videotapes, now you can just... 
pick yeah. up your phone and go on Instagram. I've never watched porn on TV on my TV yeah. though. It's now that's either. next level. If you yeah, got a video like, tape, VHS see, we we were talking to one of our friends and she says that she has sex airplay. Yeah, while the porn is on TV, she has sex. What? Say that again. <laughs> while watching, like, porn, while watching porn, porn on TV, porn. like she'll stream it from her phone via airplay to her TV and have it playing on the TV while she's having sex. Whoa. <laughs> That's like Mind blown. a whole other thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. I don't That's know. Crazy. Maybe that is just something that is like the dog in, in her. See, is it okay sometimes in your relationship, say you're in love, to have lustful feelings toward the person you're in love with? Well, see, I, 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 I would say those are actually from the master, right? When I, when I love the woman in my life, that love, there's a passion there. There's a sexuality there. There's there's a chemistry there. So, and that's a healthy way to deal with it mm-hmm. because you're in a situation that has commitment, that has trust, and that has love. So, to me, when I look at lust, you know, that lust is I don't care about this person, right? I just have a feeling, I have an urge, mm-hmm. I'm horny, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, and I want that that feeling to be satisfied. Doesn't sometimes even matter who satisfies mm-hmm. it. To me, that's lust. Mm-hmm. Love is I love my wife. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Of course I have sexual feelings for her. Mm-hmm. Of course I have passion for her. So to me, that's the master. And the master is where those feelings are, are coming from, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. if I just have lust, it's like it's independent of any sort of commitment or love that I may have for someone. Anybody mm-hmm. can get it. Now, does the man you're with hang out with other men who are known harassers or cheaters? That's a hard mm-hmm. one. Harasser yeah. seems a little bit harsh. Okay, or cheater. Cheater. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Does that make you feel weird? Like if he's going out with his boys or something like you that? You know what makes me feel weird? It makes me feel weird when my guy, when his friends that are in known relationships try to start relationships or like get with my friends or family mm. members. Like mm. that's weird to me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. why, why should they even feel comfortable doing yeah, that? Yeah, right. Exactly. And it also makes me feel that behind my back, they're trying to get, my guy is trying to get with their They have an understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, but and then when your girlfriends all link up weird. and talk about it. Well, no, what becomes weird is if if I know that Joey has a girlfriend and then Joey comes around and Joey likes Tammy and then Joey and Tammy start speaking and become something, whatever. And then Joey comes around with his girlfriend or baby mama. And then you feel like I feel an accessory. Like yeah, no, I feel like accessory yeah, to a crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. and then yeah, I feel shady up. because it's like I'm smiling up in your girlfriend's face knowing damn well Joey was mm-hmm. just up in my girlfriend's And face. then you have to be mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be involved in this. Please don't have this around me. And then exactly. they're going to bring the side chick instead and you're not going to be around neither. Uh, it's going to be Joey Tammy, me the side damn, chick. Damn, Laurie, you took me level. And that's how it makes me feel. That's really how it makes me feel. It makes me feel as though because it's okay for Joey to cheat on his and woman with my friend, then it should then no, and then in Joey's eyes, it's okay to you for you to cheat on me with him. But the friend gonna friend. be kicking your back and like, why you always gotta bring her around? She's a hater. She's gonna tell so and so this and that. And then God, your man needs to, to be friend. like, look, I don't want that around my girl. Yeah, but you're not how it be mm-hmm. sometimes. My boyfriend <laughs> would definitely be like, I don't want her around that. Right? Mm-hmm. He would definitely say that. Like, mm-hmm. don't bring that around my girlfriend because mm-hmm. she's not going to like that. But that's why I asked that question and I put it in there because I think it's important for, you know, especially as men to look at who do we associate with? What qualities mm-hmm. are in our circle? Mm-hmm. Because the qualities in our circle are, are also a reflection of my qualities. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if I'm making the decision that, you know what, I'm trying to master this dog, I'm trying to become different. 
I got to hang with men that want to become different. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean I have to cut everybody off, but I do have to navigate how much I'm spending time with people that are going in a completely different direction. No boys trip. Well, not not with the brothers that that, that ain't going to keep you honest. (laughs) They got to all be married. If your friends is married, then I mean, if the guy's friends is married, Mm -hmm. then he should be more of the kind of guy that you're looking for. You would would hope so. Yeah. As long as those married men, because sometimes you can be married and still. Yeah. I I told Devon on the Breakfast Club that on lip service, my friends all think that all men cheat. And so I just want to hear what he has to say about that, because that's something that I specifically on this show have said that that's the word that all men cheat. I feel like I changed my mind on Uh-oh. saying all men cheat. I think that a lot of men cheat. And mm-hmm. I think in the industry that we're in, because that's what I always was thinking of all men, all the men around me mm-hmm. and all the men around me. I do think cheat, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm in the entertainment industry. And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things being thrown at both sides sure. of the fence. You know what I mean? Women and men. Yeah. So that's what I think. The people in the entertainment industry, it may be a little harder for them to be faithful. And I get it. There's temptations in the world regular and regular They said work. the number sure. one cheaters are doctors. Excuse me? They said the number one cheaters are doctors. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because they're never home, right? And they, they cheat a lot of time with the with staff the nurses. at the hospital. Yeah, uh, the nurses and wow, stuff like that. that. Yeah, that was a poll that they Learned had done. In that same hospital bed you laid up in. They done already came. I've always felt like <laughs> never mind. most men cheat or or will. Cash you know, given the opportunity. Can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's different levels of cheating. There's emotional cheating. You know, you, it Absolutely. doesn't have to just be physical. If, right. I feel like cheating is anything that you wouldn't do comfortably in front of me that you do behind my back. That's true. That's mm-hmm. cheating. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I feel like most men. What about fart? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to fart in front of your significant other. I don't care what you say. No, girls don't. That's fart. true. Right? Ma- Thank listen, you. Hold girls on. don't fart. Girls don't Man, shit. Ma- Megan to this day she still ain't farting from me. What? Really? No, exactly. she won't do it. That's won't what do I'm it. telling she, you. Would you feel uh-uh. closer if she farted Ooh. in front of you? I don't know if I feel closer. <laughs> You're not supposed to smell your inside. I would be shocked. <laughs> she wow. won't, she Maybe she does, but her farts don't smell. I don't think that's the case. Maybe she walks out the room. <laughs> you're not supposed. You have to. Maybe act she just like walks out the room and, and she might, and then walks back. <laughs> no, she, the, I mean, I, she's until seven years in. We're almost seven years in. She ain't done it yet. And so. you never never said, have her, you though. seen her go to the bathroom to take a number two? Or yeah, well, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but oh, see, I, I wouldn't. Mm. <laughs> Do you fart in front of her? Yes. Okay, so and you've already opened up that channel. He's a man. <laughs> Men will fart, burp. They don't. You guys are disgusting. Listen, I definitely like farted in my sleep and woke myself up like oh, oh sorry you can't help that though right oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny I mean it's not like you do it on purpose because that's rude but if it happens if something slides out you have some I'm mad you tacos. woke yourself up <laughs> what were you eating that day right, I probably made tacos she had a burrito with extra beans but yeah. those are things I think that tacos. really signify how much y'all care about each other like when you yeah. can be who Shit. you truly are you fart in front of me <laughs> no I don't fart Oh, well, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was you. That was you woke That's yourself what she up. Said. She said it wasn't me. I'm just being honest. We cannot act like we don't fart. I don't. I fart. My yeah. Life. I will fart on him. Yeah. See, he likes that actually. He likes to hear a butt I would right you after you said that. You can fart on me. I would really like right on him. Oh. I would put my butt right on him. It sounds like you just farted just now. <laughs> now, what about open relationships? Because that's been something that a lot of people have been discussing, and some people have admitted that, yes, I'm in an open relationship or I've tried it. What do you say to couples that are like, you know what, we're in an open relationship? I really feel like. You know, I don't want to restrict them from doing their thing. I don't want to be restricted from doing my thing. As long as we let each other know what's going on and we agreed upon it, we're good. 
You know, it's, um, I mean, look, every couple has to do what they feel works best for them at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Um, it's certainly, you know, it's a slippery slope. Um, you know, you are definitely on some level playing with fire because I think it's, it's, it's near impossible for both people in a relationship, no matter what you're dealing with, to be on the same emotional plane. Mm-hmm. And no one knows how something like that is going to affect the other until you, you dabble with it. For some, it's easy to deal with. For others, you get into it. And next thing you know, mm-hmm. uh, nothing is is enough. So for those couples that choose to do it, I mean, that's their right. It's their choice. Uh, is it something that works for me? No. Is it something that works for Megan? No. Um, you know, to start introducing other people into our relationship, uh, it's something about it feels very disruptive um, in a way that uh, when I think of the long term, it, it would be very destructive. Mm-hmm. But he thinks that the consequences. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, play the consequences. <laughs> okay, so I didn't have an open relationship. Before. So this happened. Next thing I know, the other woman's pregnant. I didn't plan <laughs> and on that's what happened. That's no, why I did the worst case scenario. No, that's what happened. I was in an open relationship. It lasted for two and a half years. And then somebody else popped up with a baby. And the reason that really, it wasn't even the fact that she was pregnant because clearly that's one of the consequences mm-hmm. that can happen if you're dealing with other women. She could possibly get pregnant. And it was the fact that he lied to me about it. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I could take the fact that she was pregnant more than I could take the fact that he wasn't honest to me when I knew facts mm-hmm. that this lady was pregnant for sure. him and I confronted him about it and he still denied that this lady was having his baby and it's wow. just like why lie at this point right. life is crazier than a movie isn't it <laughs> yes it is <laughs> the you know? things yes, that we end up going through yeah. yes, what happens if you bring more a lot more to the table than your significant other like as women who are working sometimes we aren't going to date guys that bring the same amount to the table or mm-hmm. bring all of that and we end up you know bearing a lot of that what is your advice for something like that you know i i think uh, on it's twofold you know one you know when megan and i started dating there's no doubt that even though I was, you know, when we started dating, I was an executive at uh, Sony Pictures. You know, I was doing fine, but she was doing better mm-hmm. uh, financially. Uh, for me, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, this is great. You know, two mm-hmm. become one. That means we both got more resources. Mm-hmm. I never thought less than or more than. I was like, cool, this is what we're bringing to the table. But you still were doing well. Oh, yeah. doing Let's say it's a significant difference. Okay, so, so, so what I was saying like is significant. worker. <laughs> <laughs> In and out burger. Well, well I, think it's, I think it's important, one, um, to the men, because a lot of times men have this problem. Yes. You know, and I think what it is, is there's, there's an insecurity. Uh, and that insecurity is that society says to be a man, here are the things that fit in that box. You got to provide, you got to be the breadwinner. And if you don't, most men that don't feel bad about it Mm -hmm. on some level. And that is what produces the insecurity. Mm -hmm. So if a man has a problem with what a woman makes, it's because he feels like, how could I ever live up to that? But what a woman or a man makes is not a measure of the person. It just isn't. So to me, I think it's important for any man to feel comfortable 100% with all your woman brings to the table, not just in financially, but professionally, personally, so on and so forth and, and accept it. Don't say, Oh, you know, it makes me feel worse. No, she chose you. Mm -hmm. You chose her that you should be like, great. The more she wins, the more we win. Now here's the other part of that. That same man has to still put themselves in a process every day where they don't just freeload. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't just get by because they know, 
the woman is doing better. Like, I'm hungry, babe. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Take, you guys no, seamless, no, no. Right? Take me out to eat. No, no, no. no. You still, you still got to get out there and stay on your hustle. Do mm-hmm. your thing so that you can bring as much as you can to the table. Mm-hmm. Again, not about finances, but it's about effort. Mm-hmm. It's about energy. And it's like, listen, I'm not just going to benefit, you know, and not put in as much as I can from an, from an in, in energy and from a mindset standpoint. Now, for a woman, I think it's important to not think, oh, because I make more money, that means I have more say. Right. You know, or for a man that's making more money in a relationship. It comes down to if I'm choosing this man and this is what he's doing, do I accept him for who he is, where he is? Mm -hmm. Or am I accepting him and I want him to become different? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the change comes in. If you met him and he wasn't really, you know, applying himself in life and he kind of was, you know, half doing it, then if you love him right there, don't then love him, expect him to become different. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a hard truth because sometimes we see potential in the other person. You're like, he could do this guy. That's He's right. so smart. That's right. That's right. I'm always trying to fix the sick dog. Oh, uh, no. You can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. You're not, you're not the you're emotional not veterinarian. veterinarian. You're like, come on, jump, jump. He's got to want to jump on his own. He's got to want to jump on his own and he's got to have his own motivation in life. And if he has those things, then, then great. We all want better for the people that we are in relationship with. However, we have to make the decision. Do we love them as they are? And if we don't, then it's important to identify that before going further. Now, I want to ask you this, um, and this is going to be our last question because I know you're doing a lot of promo right now. <laughs> um, so let's just say we, we're very serious about wanting to settle down and get married, right? How soon are we supposed to discuss these things when we meet someone? And mm-hmm. what are some indications that this is the type of person that is a master? I think we mm-hmm. should answer when we do it first and then he should tell us if we're doing it wrong. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I got to start. Because <laughs> you, 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 you suggested okay, All right, so with me, I talk about it right away. Like, first date, this is what I'm looking for in my life. Not from you, necessarily, but this is what <laughs> I, because I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? But Someone I marry get, me. Yeah, I want to have kids. <laughs> I want to get married. I make that clear from the first date. Damn. Over a cocktail? Yeah, but I'm not saying that it has to be with them. It's just like, yeah, you, period. I think, that I, would wait, I think that I would wait until I knew that that was the person I wanted to be with in that way. And then... You know, unless it just came up in general conversation. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be on the first date like, okay, so my life goes is marriage. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I think more if you're having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, do you want more kids or do you want kids? He's like, do you, yeah, you want to get married? No, but I do want to get married. You see this ring? You see this finger? If you like it, then you better. Like, well, yeah. you no, it's not that serious. I just feel like you should talk <laughs> about things like what you want, like period, as soon as you can, because... I don't want to, even if it's my friend, like, you don't know, mm-hmm. we might just turn out to be friends. You know what I want? Oh, right. well, I talk about it on the podcast. Like, that's just something that I do. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's not like I'm sitting down like, okay, so I'm letting you know right now I want to be married. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. It's just like, hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Yeah, I I get married. Married. I'm, I'm married. I want to be my married. My ring size is. <laughs> right. No, it's not, not like my that. Ring size. Not my name is, but my ring size. No, right, yeah, right, I'll right. ask several different questions yeah. or talk about several different things and then that will just be one <laughs> of the things. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, you see the news today? Donald Trump is crazy. Yeah. I want to get married. <laughs> <laughs> I want exactly two kids with this. Right, right, right. I think for myself, it's not something I think about right away until I feel like there's potential like do I see myself even liking this person because what if I don't even like you Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and also marriage 
this is going to sound bad, but it's not like on the top of my list of priorities right Why now. Why does it sound, sound bad? That's what that's you just, that's, mm-hmm. that's And I'm in a relationship, but I don't even. I felt like that, remember? Yeah, you did feel like that. And I'm mm-hmm. in a relationship and I'm everything is cool and smooth. So I, for some reason, I'm just not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I, I mean, I would, I would defer more to what you all have said in terms of, you know, you're evaluating. So for that first date, you don't even know if you like the brother. Mm-hmm. So give it some time before you make the, once you make the decision, okay, yeah, I like him then. Okay, great. Now, you know, before we go further, I want to tell you some truths and what I think, because a lot of times, if you don't even know if you like him, you could be wasting all this on somebody that right. doesn't even need to know all that. Right. They're not even worried. They haven't earned the the right to know all the things that you may want to share about where you're going and what you want out of life. So I think it's important to give it, you know, a period of time, evaluate, uh, you know, look at the situation. Is this the right person who is leading with the master? What are their commitments in life? What are their, what are their goals? What are their ambitions? Earlier today, I did, a, um, after I saw you all, I did an uh, interview and they asked me, you know, what are the the two, you know, questions you should ask on a date? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, for women. And I said, are you, know, you married? Already? Because <laughs> you don't know. Are you pregnant? You didn't bring it up. Right. You're married. You got kids. You know. um, but, uh, you know, one, um, you know, what are your intentions and where are you going in life? And and I, I said, I said, the crazy thing is like right now, if, if we call uh, an Uber or a Lyft, we go down mm-hmm. and the first thing we check is, is, is it the right car? How do we know it's the right car? Because we put in a destination. If we're going, getting in a car that's going to the wrong destination, we get out. <laughs> it's the same thing dealing with people. Where are you going? Right. What do you want out of life? And if that's not where we want to go, don't, don't, don't get in the car. Don't put me in this Uber <laughs> pool that's making six stops before you <laughs> get to where I got to go. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> seriously. So it's important to know what are, what a man's intentions, where is he going in life? And then is that where you want to go? Mm-hmm. And and if it is great, then go through the process, get to know one another, date, see where it, where it leads. Mm-hmm. But Give yourself time to evaluate. You may not, you, after three days, you may say, ah, ah, this is not even the right person. So I'm so yeah, thankful. Yeah, sir. And then I other. just block them and just never. Oh my God. You don't have to block somebody. <laughs> I do. Why do you block? Because they don't stop hitting you. Like they don't. I'm okay. telling you, it's crazy. Uh, and even when you block them, if they know somewhere where you are, it's they just gonna like, show up. Well, that's definitely it's a red flag. Me on Saturday. That's a stalker. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a crime, by the way. <laughs> well, you think about that. I'd be places like the juice bar or something like that. See, right. now you so tell people where to come find you. Everybody knows I'm at the juice bar. <laughs> no, You're at the juice bar. We go to the juice bar all the time. Right. So it's like, you'll, you know, you just try to we look throw some wheatgrass in your eyes and run out. Yeah. <laughs> look, y'all can keep coming to the juice bar. Juice bar. As money. long as you're buying something, yeah, please keep spending money, coming. keep looking for us. <laughs> <laughs> but certain things are red flags. Like if you're on a first date, like somebody who's too touchy. I know you have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Don't touch. Yeah. Do not touch. I do not touch. Like don't be trying to kiss uh, my cheek. Don't touch mm, me. Don't do mm, all mm, that. Mm. Y'all know I had like a date from hell. Right. And the guy mm. kept trying to like kiss me and like hug on me. And I'm just like, because we were out before, but with friends. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know whether he thought we had this amazing connection. Mm-hmm. I thought he was cool. I was right. willing to give right. him a, you know, <laughs> yeah. a date like yeah. out of it. Then he started so, trying to finger you under yeah, the table. No, you're he like, didn't go that far. She's dragging it. Extra boy. But when I tell you, I knew I saw the red flag. This was the red flag. As soon as he came walking up, he went to lean in to kiss me, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, what like are you, like uh, a simple handshake will do. Yeah, a sir. Maybe? Nice to meet you. A cousinhood. I don't know why people be. I don't know. Another bad sign is somebody who's on their phone all the time. I feel like oh, I'm if you're on a date, see, oh, yeah. you're, I'm that's a bad sign. Hell. What? You got to put I'm your phone away. 
Yeah. I got that important. from somebody. Like it's it was contagious. Very like my ex boyfriend, he was always on the phone. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was on the phone because it's like, well, who am I talking sure. to myself? But now it's a habit of mine, yeah. like a bad habit. Well, let's yeah. always. I mean, well, let's some, break that. I'd be like, yeah. come on, let's put our phones away. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I put that in the book. I mean, you know, social media and mm-hmm. phone use is can be a date and relationship killer. No, you're right. Because it's a fundamental communication that spending time this time with you is not imp- as important. And so it just has to be managed. I mean, we're in a world where they are a part of our lives. So, you know, it's like, okay, cool. We're on this date while we're at dinner. We're putting the phones away, right? Okay, got it. So we can plug into one. Or when we get home, we're going to watch this show, but we're not going to use our phone. Mm-hmm. Whatever those rules are, everybody has to figure out what mm-hmm. works for them. Mm-hmm. But it's important to have some. She'd be on a date playing video games. I'm like, no, come on, you can I, oh, what? <laughs> She's talking about like when I'm at her house and we're watching a movie, I play a game while I'm watching I'm like, the movie. can't you just watch I the movie? I have ADD or something. I can't just focus on... Like, uh-huh. I have to watch both. I'll get bored if I'm just watching the movie. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Unless I'm in a movie theater, because I'm not uh-huh. going to be ignorant with the light all bright. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's the only way you could get me mm-hmm. to, like, look at the TV mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, if mm-hmm. not, I'm on. If he's rude to the waiter, anything. that's another sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a that's, huge risk. Yeah. yeah. How, does, like how does he treat people? It's how you that, treat people. That's right. But, yeah. but especially people in service that can't do anything for them. Mm-hmm. You know? What if he tries to go Dutch on the first date? <laughs> Ditch. Yeah, nah, I, I, I nah, red flag. He thought about it. Like, like, nah, red flag, red flag, yeah. red flag. I got to say, like, even, even, comes even, even in a modern day, <laughs> you had even two modern day, right? nah, I'm like, nah, nah, that's that's nah, bro. Nah, nah, you should. What go if ahead he and What if he pays it. but asks you to leave the tip on the first date? You know what? I, I would say in a modern sense. That's I would say okay. That's a good exception. That's the that's uh, why the but, but well, yeah, because if, yeah. if it came up and you offer right. and you're like, he's I like, okay, cool, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, but I, I think if you're taking around, be prepared to, to pay the meal and the tip. Yeah. What if he doesn't leave a tip? That, that is a good sign that there's a problem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he doesn't properly value, you know, people and service and whatnot. That's mm-hmm. class. But do you yeah. think you should look at the receipt just to check to make sure? I'd be doing that. I just like to know because sometimes I'll slide <laughs> I slide a little extra. Say something before, like you know, you gotta Listen, leave them a little. I more do because I that. definitely try. I leave really good tips. Yeah, and so I do, and I hate that I do that, but I always do check because I'll slide a little extra if yeah, I feel like same way. I was out with I my friends this weekend, and it was we were celebrating a birthday, had a little dinner party, and since it was a large party. Party, the gratuity was included, but I still slid the waitress a twenty dollar bill. Yeah, just because I know I'm a pain in the ass in the right. restaurant because yeah. I need extra this and low ice and this and that. And you know, I, I ran her a couple times, so right. I just felt like the gratuity that was already included just wasn't really. She enough felt for my so liking. bad for dropping your ice on the floor. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we appreciate you so much, Devon, for um, coming you. through and helping us out with this book. I know we asked you a lot of our own personal no, questions. That's good. I love it. I but this is a like a free time. session for us, yeah, so you know, we have to take it in. <laughs> Don't send the invoice. No, just write I a won't. prescription. No, love potion. But we really appreciate, it. and I do yes. want to say, like for the ladies, I have seen all of our growth from when we first started doing this podcast, and what our thoughts and views on relationships were Dope. to where they are now. And I see a lot of that reflected when I read a book like this, mm-hmm. where you discuss that, and I can say, "Oh, I do do that. Oh, I do do this. It makes me feel good." Oh, There's some well. things we got to work on. <laughs> yes, yeah, of right. course. We're all works in progress. Yes, we are all works in progress, but it's comforting to know that we are growing. Amen.
Absolutely. Thank you all so much. Thank really you for writing this book. Yes, I My was going to say the same thing. Thank you for writing. I've learned so much so far. And honestly, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm about this I close. Okay, good. Good. And I can't wait to get to the end. Why do you oh, think that you. it's a lot more women kind of reacting to this than men right now? Um, It's just the nature of, of books. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, just the book industry in general, women buy the majority of books. We read. Um, yes. Especially, <laughs> you know, in the self-help, you know, genre. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just the way it is. How do we get men to read more? Well, they too just, macho. This is, this is how. This, it, the, this, it, the way it works is that women read the books, they start talking about it. It gets to a point where men hear about it so much and they, feel they have out. to engage. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's how it's it's kind of reversed, but that's how it works. Mm-hmm. So for me, especially with this book, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna go and do everything I can to get men, but let me make sure women are a part of this conversation. And so doing, you know, conversations like this is so important. And the more that women take hold of this book, we're gonna get to the place where eventually men get it. And there are some men that have already reached out, uh, want information or getting the book. So there's a lot of men out there who want help. And I think right. that's what's great about the opportunity for a book like this is a lot of men struggle. And when they see another man who, again, I, I haven't, I don't have it all figured out, but when they see another man pointing the way, even sometimes secretly they reach out. And there've been a lot of men that have surprised me mm-hmm. that have reached out to me personally um, to get help or to find out what they can do because I've written the book. So right. it, it's important to bring them both in the conversation, mm-hmm. but because women buy the majority of books, you're going to see a book like this initially um, be found and read by more women. women. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the movie. What was the movie Megan was in that? Think like a man. Uh, yeah. Think yeah. like a man. Yeah, yeah. Cause the guy started reading the book after they seen the that's women right. going that's, after it. So that, that's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think like a man. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Now I got to go Go see what is it? Um, what men what want? What men want? Yeah. Well, do you want to be able to read weekend? a man's mind? <sighs> yep, yeah. it's dangerous. Mm. Even if it wasn't something that lasted forever. But think nah. about the things that you nah. think. You think all you said no. Nah. I don't want to read a woman's mind. Yeah, okay. I don't no, think you should. Let me think of all kind of random yes. things. Oh man, that, no, no man, no man on this planet <laughs> could handle. Knowing what a woman thinks, and no woman could handle what a man thinks because y'all be thinking some weird things. Probably one day though. Like, I think you all could handle it better than we could handle knowing your thoughts. Because we know what y'all think. Because right? <laughs> not, even, not even just that. It's, it's just that a man, you know, our pride, our ego could probably be hurt so quick. What about ours? But, you know, I think yeah. I think on some level you already think men think a certain way. So mm-hmm. we're used to so it. We, yeah, yeah, you're kind of more accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. But I think for men, you know, we're, we're raised to think, oh, we're the center mm-hmm. of the universe. And then to know a woman's thoughts that she ain't thinking. Like I mean, he ain't shit, it could right. be devastating. We'll be, like, mm-hmm. we'll be like, man, I know he's not talking to me crazy. His little dick ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, right. He's <laughs> like, baby, I love you. My yeah, ass is way better. No, I don't know. I don't want to know a woman's thoughts. No, I don't. No, I don't. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> but we had so much fun with you. Thank you so much, Thank Devon. You. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. 